0: Praise the Lord. Amen. We're glad to be in the house of God today. Amen. We've got several that are out today, uh, sicknesses, some on the, on the road traveling, just doing different things. But I'm glad that you are in the house of God today. Amen. I'm glad that you've joined us on live feed as well. Thank you so very much for being in the house of God today. We want to go to the Lord in prayer. We've got several prayer requests that's been turned in. We've got some, as I've already mentioned, that are on the road traveling, uh, some that are sick. We want to be much in prayer for them as well. You might have a prayer request, those that are in-house. Let it be known by lifting your hand. God knows each one. Let's all stand. Those that are on live feed, if you have a prayer request, please make sure that you text it to the number listed on the bottom of the screen, or you can submit it online. That address is listed below as well. Dear, kind and gracious Heavenly Father, as we come to today. I want to thank you for the blessings that you've given us. Thank you for this opportunity that you've allowed us to come to worship and praise you. Father, I pray right now that you'll move and minister in a mighty way. Open the windows of heaven and pour out an anointing and a blessing that could only come from you. Father, I pray that you'll touch and minister the hearts and lives of those that are here, those that have joined us on live feed. Father, I pray that your anointing would flow to each and every one. Father, I pray that you'll touch the musicians and the singers father god as they lead us in praise and worship i pray father that you'll touch each and every one that has a part in this service and god i thank you for what you've done and what you're going to continue to do in our midst in Jesus' name we pray amen and amen would you give god a great hand clap of praise and let's worship this morning amen
1: let's worship him in song this morning our first song is trading my sorrows Who wants to lay down the old and bring in the new? That's what we want to do this morning is give it all to him and get back what he has in store for us. So let's worship in song this morning.
0: So, so- Residence in your life. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. As you're being seated, would you give God a great hand clap of praise this morning? Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Thank you so very much to our praise team doing an awesome job leading us into worship this morning. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. If you have your Bibles, if you will, turn with us to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse four. As you're turning there, just a really quick announcement, because I know I'm going to forget it after a while. Here in a couple of Sundays, we're going to be recognizing our, grad, our high school graduates here at Coosa Valley. We've got several that are part of our Ignite student ministries or part of our church family that are going to be graduating. Uh, their pictures and their names is on a little sheet of, on a sheet of paper out in the foyer on the table uh, so and also the service date and times and everything is on that so if you will pick one of those up and that way you'll put a face with a name I'm going to tell you something I like the fact that we're having to put faces with names that means the church is growing and the church is moving forward I've threatened to say everybody's going to, have to start wearing name tags because I can't keep up with everybody's names but that's all right that'll be all right amen I'm glad that the church is growing. I'm glad that things are going on in the house of God. Amen. I want to continue to be praying for those that are not here. We've got several that are out due to sickness, some that are on, uh, on trips and things like that. Some are at work. Uh, so we're just going to be much in prayer for them. Amen. I'm glad that we have our live feed able to where they're able to join with us at their time, that they're able to and be a part of the services today. Amen. Last Sunday, we t- started and talked real briefly concerning the power of the Holy Spirit of God. We started talking really briefly about the power of the Holy Spirit of God. Over the last several Sunday mornings, we have been looking at Holy Spirit lead me. We're wanting the Holy Spirit of God to lead us, and for us to follow the directions of God. Amen? We've talked, really, it was supposed to be one service, but it was more than one, about the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. I'm glad to know that I can feel the presence of God. Amen? You know, there's times that I don't feel like worshiping. There's times I don't feel like being in the house of God. There are times, don't tell nobody I told you all this. This is a secret. Don't tell nobody. There are times that I don't feel friendly. I I feel grouchy. There are times... Y'all don't tell nobody this one either. I don't feel like responding to a text or answering a phone call. There were several amens to that one. So I'm glad to know that I'm not the only one. But here's the thing about it. Whenever I get into the presence of the Holy Spirit of God... Boy, my feelings showed us change. Amen? I might not feel like it, but when I get in the presence of the Holy Spirit, when somebody says, they'll send a text and say, Brother Andy, would you pray with me? Or they'll send a text. Hey, Brother Andy, I need to know something such and such about this scripture. Or they'll come up to me after church and they'll say, Brother Andy, I, can we talk about, or they'll meet me at Jack's. I'll be sitting there and all of a sudden somebody come up. Y'all yeah, don't think this ain't ever happened. Y'all were y'all crazy and wrong. This has happened. They'll come up and they'll say, Brother Andy, can, you, can we talk about the Bible For Sure! Why? Because I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. Amen? But going past that, look, just feeling the presence of the Holy Spirit of God, I mean, boy, that just makes goosebumps on you. But do you think that's what it's all about? No. We need to go a little deeper. We need to know that the power. Of the Holy Spirit of God is working in our lives, when we when we look, I can have I can have the presence all day long, but I need Him to encamp. I need Him to stay around. I need Him to be with me. I need the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit of God working in my life. Amen. So knowing that, take a look at First Corinthians chapter two and verse four. I read this scripture last Sunday morning, and we did just a real brief quick look at this message. The anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit of God moved last Sunday. But you know what? That was then. I ate last Sunday. I ate food last Sunday. But I'm going to promise you one thing. I've ate since then. Does anybody believe me? you know what, I came into church today, I told—I think it was Wednesday night, I told the church, come to church expecting. When I go somewhere to eat, I expect to be filled, amen? I expect good things. Well, when I come to the house of God, I come expecting the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit of God. So take a look at this, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4, look at what it says. My speech and my message, everything about my life, My speech, my method are not just plausible words of wisdom. Not just just something to say. Not just something to bring out. But it is a demonstration of the Spirit and the power of God. Everything in my life needs to be part of the demonstration of the power and the Spirit of God. Would you bow your heads and pray with us, dear Heavenly Father? God, as we come to you today, I want to thank you again for the blessings that you've given us. Thank you for a great and wonderful time in the presence of of your spirit and our praise and worship. Father, I praise you for that. But God, I'm praying right now for the next few moments as we bring forth your word as you've laid it in our hearts and our lives. I pray, Father God, that something will be said, something will be done to bring encouragement to each heart and each life that's here today. Father, continuously hide us behind the cross of Calvary, that those looking would see your Son being high and lifted up, that all would be drawn unto you. We forever give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. As we brought out last Sunday, Paul writes this and he recognizes that if anything is to be accomplished, it must be accomplished in the power of the Holy Spirit of God. I can do nothing except the power of God give me strength. I can do nothing except the power of God give me encouragement. I cannot do anything in my life except the power of the Holy Spirit of God give me the next direction, the next step to take. Why? Because we have presence in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit of God. Now when, I, when I'm in fellowship, when I have folks around me, and, and we're talking and we have a good time, I've gone to some of your houses and we've had supper, we've had lunch, we've, we've met up at Jackson, we've had breakfast... I've gone to some houses and just having, just have a good time just sitting there and, and enjoying sitting on the front porch, enjoying the birds chirping and, and just enjoying a good time. That, or, or going out to the dock behind the house on the, on the water. That's a great and wonderful time. I enjoy that fellowship. Amen? I enjoy that time of fellowship. But you know what? There's something about being in the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. Why? Because when I'm in the presence of God, He's with me. We read John chapter 14 and verse 16 last Sunday. It says, I will ask the Father. Jesus didn't ask the Father just to have something to do. He asked the Father and He said, I need you to send another comforter, another helper to be with with your children always. When I go through the bad times, guess what? The Holy Spirit of God's with me. When I go through the good times, Brother Kevin, the Holy Spirit of God is with me. When I go through those times that I don't think anybody else is around, the Holy Spirit of God is with me. I've called the pastor and he didn't answer. That means he's ignoring my phone call. Boy, that show is a trick of the devil. Maybe that touched somebody's life. But let me tell you something, there's times that you can't reach somebody else. But there's somebody's line that'll never be busy. There's somebody that can be with you at all times, and that's the Holy Spirit of God. Now, moving forward and looking at this, we need to understand that He is beside us. Take a look at John chapter 14 and verse 17. This verse tells us we have protection from our enemies that comes against us. Church, I don't know about you, there's so many times that we're in the middle of a spiritual warfare. How many? I don't know, I don't even know if I want anybody to raise their hand or not on this one. But how many times have you felt like that you're in the middle of a spiritual warfare and you don't know which way to turn? You don't know which way's up. You don't know which way's the south or the west or the north or, or the east. You don't know which way's right or left, up or down. You have no idea what, what the next step is. You're in the middle of a spiritual warfare. Let me tell you something, church. He's right beside you even in that warfare time. We find in John chapter 14 and verse 17, even the Spirit of truth whom the world can't... Look, don't try to explain the Holy Spirit of God to the world. They ain't got a clue. The world cannot receive the Holy Spirit of God. Why? Because they ain't got their life right. I mean, just be blunt about it. The world cannot receive him because it neither sees him nor it knows him. But you know him. Oh, come on. That should have got somebody excited. You know him. The day I got saved, the Holy Spirit of God started taking residence in my life. But I didn't want to stop, the, stop there. I wanted to keep right on moving. I wanted to keep going. Guess what? I said, Holy Spirit of God, I need you in my life at all times. I need the presence. I need the power of the Holy Spirit of God. I need to know He's within me. I know Him and He dwells in me. I need to know He's there. Why? Because He is at our side to protect us. He's with us to bring protection in our lives. He's there because the enemy's coming against you. On Wednesday night we've been talking about how that we, have, we need to have the garment of praise. Hello? We need to have the garment of praise. Those that are not here on, those that did not come to Wednesday night, y'all didn't have the pleasure of me singing to you. <sighs> so I'm not going to do that for you. <laughs> but you know, the thing about it is, there are folks, now, I know this is going to be a complete exaggeration, but you're going to get my point. There are folks that's going to start singing praises to God, and they start doing it like this Amen. Zing, grains, oh my God. God ain't done nothing for me lately. How sweet. Let me tell you something. It ain't about whether or not they can carry a tune or not because we know that I can't carry a tune in a five-gallon bucket. But the fact of the matter is it's about your attitude when you start singing praises to God. I don't care if you sing on the key key of Q or the key of C or of G. I'm going to tell you when you start singing praises to God, you need to start meaning it. You need to start letting the devil know that God's done something in your life. It's not about sucking a persimmon, but it's about the joy of the Holy Spirit of God in your life. We need to start acting like we're Christians. Come on now. When I think about the Lord, how He saved me. Mm -hmm. Come on now. When I think about the Lord, how He saved me, how He raised me. How he oh y'all somebody gonna catch this? How he filled me with the Holy Ghost. How he how he picked me up. He turned me around around. How he set my feet on solid ground. When I think about the Lord, come on church. It ain't when I think about the Lord. How he saved me. Clip my fingernails. How he healed me. Put pot roast on the shopping list. No, that ain't it. We start getting a hold of God. We got to start getting the garment of praise. It's about how we go to God. God. God wants to know, do you mean business? God wants to know, are you, are you really faithful to the relationship with Him? Or is this just a side relationship? Oh. Boy, that show was ugly, wasn't it? But it's the truth. Are you dedicated to the relationship with God? Because He's dedicated to you. He's dedicated to the relationship with you. He's wanting to protect you. Do you know how I know that? Psalms chapter 23 and verse 4 tells us this. Even though I'm walking, David wrote this, he wasn't sitting in a palace somewhere. He wasn't sitting. He wasn't laying up in a bubble bath. He wasn't eating high on the hog. But when he wrote this, he knew that without God, he was in trouble. Let me let, you, let me share you a little secret. Holy Spirit wasn't sent in the Old Testament like He sent to us today. Hello. Holy Spirit came and went. But the Holy Spirit is here to stay. He's right with us every step of the way. I'm going to tell you something. If David, in the midst of his foes, in the midst of his enemies, can say, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm going to fear no either. Even why? Because God is with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I'm going to tell you something, church. If David could write that then, what's wrong with us? No, t- oh, I would not What's wrong with the church today? It's not about the dangers we're facing. It's not about the fire we're going in. It's not about the storm that's raging around us. It's the fact that God's with us every step of the way. The Holy Spirit of God is in there with us. We're not alone. We're not, boy, I sure do wish I could sing. We're not alone when we're going through the problems and the trials. God is with us. Let's go on. Let's look at this. So we've looked at the fact. I hope somebody's writing these down because these are important. He's with us. He is beside you. The next thing is He is upon you. Take a look. We have His power To fight, I don't fight under my own power and my own authority. I don't go into battle with just the name Andy Lambert. I go in the battle as a child of the Most High God. Why? Because He is upon me every step of the way, He's right beside me, He's with me. I need to understand that God is on my side. Let's take a look. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. You can't talk about Pentecost without going in the book of Acts, can you? You can't go into the Holy Spirit of God without talking about the book of Acts, can you? So take a look at what it says. The Holy Spirit of God has come upon us. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. I work under my own power, my own authority. Then you better just go over somewhere and sit down. Because the Bible tells me Brother Kevin, he says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has just just been invited into your life. No. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. When the Holy Spirit of God has come upon us, we now have power and authority from the throne room of God. I don't act under my own accord or my own will or my own direction. I'm acting under the direction of the Holy Spirit of God. Come on now. And it's time that we, that we as a church we as Christians start acting like the Holy Spirit of God has come upon us. Well I can't witness to nobody because everybody thinks that those Christian folks are crazy. You know every time anybody ever finds out that I'm a Christian any we often. Anytime anybody ever finds out that I'm a preacher or a pastor or an evangelist. Anytime that they ever find out that I attend am a member and the pastor of the Valley Church. Church of God, you that St. Camlin Church. Nope. Nope. I'll get a rake, a shovel, a hole, a gun a of to that thing it's time that we started doing the same thing to the spiritual snakes mm-hmm. come on it's time that we start doing the same thing to the spiritual snakes, it's time we start cutting the spiritual snakes heads off and getting them thrown out I don't want to be known as a physical snake handler but I want to be known as the one that's killing the spiritual snakes that's coming into the church world Why? It ain't under my power and authority. Because I got nothing. But living inside of me is the authority from the Holy Spirit of God. Let's go and look at this. Take a look at Romans chapter 8 and verse 31. Romans chapter 8 and verse 31. I know what the scripture says in the King James Version. I know what the scripture says in the ESV version. But I'm going to read it in the DAL version. If God's on your side, who really cares? Hello? If God is on my side and I'm following the will and the direction of God, who really cares who's coming against me? Because my battle is not against flesh and blood, but against spiritualities, against rulers of the darkness and high places. I'm not fighting against. I'm not fighting against a, a brother or sister in Christ. I'm not fighting against another human being, but I'm fighting against the devil himself. He has sent imps, and he has sent demons, and he has sent spiritual forces. He has sent them to tear us down. But we got to start standing on the word of God and say, "Devil, you can come at me with spear and the sword, but I stand." In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We got to start using the authority God's given to us. My Lord have mercy. Why? Because when we use the authority of the Holy Spirit of God, we're on the winning side. I'm not going to ask that anybody raise hands. How many watches football? Don't raise your hand. How many is Alabama fans? Don't raise your hands. How many is Auburn fans? Raise your hand so I can egg your car. I'm just kidding. No, don't raise No, know. I've been trying to get her saved all this time. House divided? What' are you talking about? But you know the day the Alabama Auburn football game, the entire state of Alabama shuts down. Hello. Have you ever found yourself in WalMart during the time of the Alabama Auburn football game? They ain't nobody in there, except in the TV section in the back. They ain't a cashier up front. You might as well use self-checkout. Why? Because they all in the back. That may be a little exaggeration, but y'all know it's true. Hello? They ain't nobody on the roads. They ain't nobody driving except an out-of-state person. That ain't got no business being here during the time that, 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 that time. Don't ever call some people's phone call, phone number during the time of the Alabama Auburn football game. Because if you call my uncle like I did on purpose, by the way, he will hang up on you. You ain't got no business calling me right now. Click. I, I hope it wasn't important because I wasn't getting through. There are time frame. This is the allotted time for the football game. And we all know that it don't take this long. It takes twice this. Is that right? Okay. But at the end of the game, at the very end of the game, somebody won and somebody lost. Right. For the next three hundred and sixty-four days, it doesn't matter what get what. Get, look, you an Alabama Alabama fan. You lost every other game except that game. You're on top. It don't matter about the rest of them. You an Auburn fan. You won that game and you lost every one of the other ones, it don't matter. You are on the winning side in the state of Alabama. I wish some folks would start realizing the same thing about God. You're going to face battles. You're going to get knocked down. You're going to get the feet knocked out from under you. It's, things are going to happen in your life. But let me just enlighten you on a little bitty secret. There's a thing. There's a part of this book. There's a part of the book called the Holy Word of God. And there's a book in here that's called the book of Revelation. And I'm going to tell you something. The end of the book says we're on the winning side. I don't care how many times you get the breath knocked out of you. I don't care how many times you st- and fall. If you'll get back up, turn yourself around, get back on the solid foundation, you're on the winning side. If God's for you, who cares who's against you? So let's look at this. We've got, He's with us. He's beside you. He is upon you. Fourth is, He's before you. We have a place for following God. Take a look. Romans chapter 8, verse 14 through 17. Romans chapter 8, verses 14 through 17. Let's read straight through. Look at what it says. It says, for all who are led, you can lead a donkey to water. Never mind. I want to I think I was calling him a donkey. You can lead a donkey to water, but you can't make them drink. You can give church folks the Word of God, but you can't make them absorb it. You can give church folks the Word of God, but you can't make them live it. For all who are led... By the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive, y'all hear this, for you did not receive the spirit of slavery or of bondage to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons whereby we cry, Abba. Father, do you know that if you are adopted into a family, you have every rights in that family? Let me tell you something. I might have been born in this world... But I have been adopted into the family of God. I have been bought with a price. I've been paid for. I am now. I, I, I was not, but now I am a son of the living God. I am a child of God. I can cry, I of a father. Why? Because the Spirit of God bears witness in my life to those that are around us. Do you know why people get frightened and scared and run away from you at times? Because the spirit in them don't like the spirit in you. Hello? But if the spirit in them likes to play patty cake with the spirit in you, hello, nobody caught that one. You need to catch that. If the demonic spirit in somebody else's life is playing patty cake with the spirit of God, that or, mm, it ain't the spirit of God. Come on. Because the Spirit in you is going to bear witness to those that are around you. Yes, that's right. You ever tried to figure out why that co-worker at work does not like you? You do, oh, four of you grinned. Y'all know what I mean. That family member just, oh, I'm glad my glasses is off. Hallelujah. Y'all quit grinning. I'm going to put them back on. Ever wondered why that family member, I said it again, just really don't like you? You get family events and they really don't like you. It ain't because you married their son or their daughter. It ain't because you it ain't because you didn't bring their favorite dessert and it ain't because you did bring their favorite dessert. That coworker that you work with that don't like you, you could bring them a Debbie cake and a chocolate milk, don't bring it to them, bring it to me. You could do everything in your power to be nice to them. But if they still don't like you, it's high time you start praying for their soul. Hello Because the Spirit in you is going to bear witness. But why? Because the Holy Spirit of God is going before you. Let's go on. It's wonderful to know that somebody is leading your life. How many uses a GPS? GPS. I use it. And here uh, several months ago, we left a campground driving that RV. And we plugged in to use the GPS to come home. I shouldn't have followed that. It said turn right on such and such road. We got to, and Sister Carrie was driving the car behind me, and we got to such and such. That wasn't a road. I don't care what GPS said, that was not a road. That might have been classified as a pig trail. I don't know if the car or the truck could have followed it. I know that, that RV couldn't go down it. You've been there, haven't you? But well, Bob, you've been there. with Art, let me tell you something. You can use whatever GPS system you want in this walks of life, but if in the spiritual life, if you're not using the Word of God to be the guiding point in your life, if you're not using the Scripture to guide your life, then you better put down whatever you are using and get a hold of the Word of God. Because you need the Holy Spirit going before you. Let's go on. I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit of God is not following me, but he is going before me to lead the way. I'm tired of people. I've said this before and I'll say it again. You want to get mad at me? You got this bumper sticker on your car? That's fine. That's quite all right. But I'm so sick and tired of people saying that God is my co-pilot. That's why you're in the trouble you're in. Get out of the pilot seat. Let the Holy Spirit of God get in the pilot seat and you sit back and let God lead your life. Why? Because God is for you. F-O-R, He is for you. And you know what He's doing? He's pleading your case for forgiveness. Take a look. Romans chapter 8, 26 and 27. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27 says this. Look at this. Likewise, the Spirit helps. How many has ever felt weak in your spirit? How many has ever had a time of weakness in your spirit? You ain't got to raise your hand. That's fine. I know everybody, every hand in here would go up. How many has ever felt like you're just so weak you don't know which way to go? I'm not talking physical. I'm talking in the spiritual. You had that moment of time in the spiritual where there's a weakness. I'm going to just be blunt and honest with you. We was watching a, a TV show last night and the guy said, Well, it was just... It, it, I, I just... I, I just, I just, I I didn't know... I, I just had to, I had to succumb to the weakness. I just, I just had to, I, he was tiptoeing around it like it. I just had to succumb to the moral failure. I'm using those words. Now, you didn't have to do that because when I am weak spiritually, I'm so thankful that the Holy Spirit of God is my strength. He is my fortress, He is my shelter, He is my comforter, He is everything I need. In the time of my weakness, He is my strength. For I do not know what to pray at times, but the Spirit of God living inside of me, He intercedes for me with groanings too deep for words. Verse 27. When the Spirit of God is praying through me, He searches my heart. He knows what's in my mind, and the Spirit of God intercedes on my behalf according to my will. Wait a minute now. That's what gets us in a problem. It ain't according to our will, but it is according to the will of God for our lives. He is for us. He wants what is best for us. Why? Because He sealed us. When I mail an envelope... I put the, you put a letter in that envelope, you can, no I'm not, Uh -uh, nasty, you can lick that thing,
1: Uh
0: -uh. Uh. you can fold that thing over and take scotch tape, hallelujah, glory to God, thank the good Lord for scotch tape you can take that thing over and you can seal that thing up with scotch tape. Some people's mailed me letters and stuff and they got a little sticker on there, butterfly or, or, or dandelion or I don't know what else they got. Just put a picture of a cucumber on there and I'll be happy. But they seal that thing and what, are they, what is the intent of sealing that envelope? The intent is nobody else is supposed to open it except the receiver. Right? As a sender, I've sealed it and I have mailed that thing and nobody's supposed to open it except the one that has received it. Did you know it's a federal law to open up somebody else's mail? Look, I already know there's people in here, you open up your spouse's mail. I know people in here, you open up your family member's mail. All the time. They indirectly or directly have given you permission to open that mail. Whether they realized it or not. husbands you might as well just hang it up what's yours is hers and what's hers is That's right. She said nobody else's. I don't nobody else open up my mail. But but what we must understand is this God has sealed you with the pro- I'm so glad of the promise. Many have made promises and can't fulfill that promise. But I'm so glad to know that I've got promises found in the Word of God that the Holy Spirit of God has sealed me with the promise of the Holy Spirit. I'm glad to know that I've got the promise. Why? Because the Spirit of God intercedes. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, back up. Whoa, where am I at? You moved me. Oh, I hadn't given her that one yet. Sorry. Ephesians. I'm already ahead of her. Ephesians chapter 1. He has sealed us. Look at this. He has sealed us with the word of truth. The gospel of our salvation. We believe in Him. And we are sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit of God. Because I can believe in what God has given to me. Because I can believe in the promises of God, I have been sealed by the Holy Spirit of God. Why? Go on and look at verse 14. The Holy Spirit of God has guaranteed my inheritance until we acquire possession. Now, My mom and dad own a home. They got about $5.95 in the checking account. They got about $10 worth of life insurance. I hope neither one of them are watching. Upon their death, I have an inheritance that I get to the privilege of splitting between my brother and my sister. We've already said we're going to have a party. I'm kidding, y'all. We'll have the funeral first. I'm kidding. But look, I've got an inheritance. But just because today I have an inheritance of this dollar amount, does that mean upon their death I've got the same dollar amount? Not necessarily. Why? Because part of that inheritance is their retirement accounts. And how many knows that Social Security does not give you enough to live on during retirement? Hello? So they are drawing money from their four hundred one Ks that they have worked so hard putting into. That is for them to use. We don't want any of it. We want them to live their life. We want them to do what they want to do. They want to travel. They want to do something. I want them to do it. That's for them to live on. I'm not promised that as an inheritance. Is everybody with me? They live in a home. I'm not promised for that as an inheritance. Why? How many knows that termites, rust, storm, fire can destroy all of that? It can be gone in a snap of the finger. But how many knows that I've got an inheritance that God the Father has paid for by sending His Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins, and I have an an inheritance that is not going to be squandered, that is not going to be done away with, but I've got an inheritance that I need to start praising God for. I need to start giving God praise. Why? Because He has sealed us with a promise. We're not our own. He has bought us with a price. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. What we need to do in our lives is we need to yield our lives to the power of the Holy Spirit of God. wanted to get to this verse right here. This is the last verse. Romans chapter 6 and verse 16. You didn't hear anything else I said. I need you to hear this right here. We need to yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit of God. Sue too many fight against God and then blame God for the things that's gone wrong in their lives. God, where was you at over here? Where was you at during this time? Where was you at in this right here? Where was you at when this went? Where was you at? Where was you at? God was right where you left Him. We need to yield just because something bad does not mean that God lifted His hand off of you either. We live life. Some of you have been in car wrecks and you wish that that had a never happened. Did that mean you was in sin when the car wreck happened? No, it does not. You know what that means? That means we live life. Hello? Some of you have had a house fire. Lost everything lost you or somebody in your family, has had a house fire, lost every bit of possessions you got. Does that mean you're in sin? No, it did not. Some of you have been robbed. Some of you have been mugged. Does that mean you lived in sin? No, it did not. That means that we live life. God sent His Son so that we would have life and have it more abundantly. That means the good and the bad and the ugly. And all that in between. But what do we need to do? We need to yield our lives to the Holy Spirit of God. Romans chapter 6, verse 16. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves to the one you obey? You're slaves to something or to someone. You're slaves to sin or you're a slave to God. Some kids feel like they're a slave to their parents. But let me just go ahead and tell you something. They paid the price for you, hello? <laughs> My daughter asks me often, says, I look like your servant. Why do you think we had you? Go get me cookies and milk. Hello? Jokes aside, look at this. You are slave to something. You are either a slave to God or you're a slave to sin. You're a slave to the one you obey either sin, which leads to death, or of obedience to God, which leads to righteousness. My question is to you this morning, I'm not asking if you're saved. I'm not asking if you're baptized in the Holy Ghost. My question, whether you're in-house or on live feed, who are you a slave to? Are you a slave to sin? Are you a slave to the obedience of God? Would you stand all over the house? Those that are on live feed, thank you so very much for being a part of our services this morning. Join us back this afternoon at 5 o'clock as we continue our study in the book of Revelation. Remember, next Sunday is Mother's Day. If at all possible, we'd love for you to be in the house of God with us. If you're not able to be here and you would like, we would love to get you a Mother's Day gift. If you're not going to be able to be here next Sunday... Text the number on the bottom of your screen so that we can make sure we get you a Mother's Day gift after services next Sunday. It'll be sometime in the the next week. If you have any prayer requests, be sure to text text those to the number on the bottom of the screen or submit those online. May the good Lord bless you as our prayer. Amen and amen.